Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Believe in Vikings. I'm Dustin Baker here with Ryan McKinney, who will join a little bit late tonight, Ron Saw and Sal Spice. We were off for the bye week. I was in Miami for the game, the triumph, the last time the Vikings played, and then we took a week off because there was no Vikings football. Now we are back because the team will take on the Cardinals this Sunday, so we're going to walk through that and some of the bye week stuff as well. Foremost, though, basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, box, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use this promo code BLEAV, believe, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Believe in Vikings, the October 26th edition with a 5 and 1 team that hopes to go to 6 and 1 for the first time since 2009. Sally, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Uh, good to see you guys. It's been a, been a couple of weeks, right? It is. it is. We took yeah. a bye week off because we went down to see Bryant in the Vikings when he was kind enough to invite us in his suite. And thank you again, Bryant. That was a memory yeah, of a appreciate lifetime. It. Oh, you're welcome, man. We got a good win out of that game, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, some, and some good food Sally, and good Brian, camaraderie. Sally, you Brian, know I like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> what was Bryant? What did you just say? I said, Ron talked the entire game, Sally. <laughs> Seriously, Bryant, before you... Yeah. Got on last week. I had a talk with him about that. So I, I, wasn't, I wasn't drunk or anything. I see just, he didn't I'm around, listen. I was. It's just you know, like talking. Funny, to, yeah. No, I love. Well, because you know, I was talking with Joey. Uh, you know, Jalen Naylor's brother. And, um, oh, yeah. Like he was telling me how he doesn't. He doesn't really understand much about football. So I, I'm trying to explain some stuff to him as He's going on. Guy, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, but it's super nice guy. Like, um, and then, you know, Josh was great too. Um, yeah. So, you know, the, the owner of the suite. So, you know, it's hard, like, again, like just, I, <laughs> I, I find it very easy to just have a conversation and talk as you guys all know in here. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, no, it was a good time. It was great. <laughs> so wait a second. So to set the stage for listeners and watchers, um, Jalen Naylor's little brother was there with us. Big brother. Big brother. That was his big brother? Yeah. yeah. He's oh. like, his birthday's today, I think, and he's like 30. It is. That's today, y'all. Really? Yeah. And that guy he's didn't understand age. football? He was a he track just, guy. He, he ran at USC. He's more track. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Mm. See, I, I picked up on all this, Brian. That's all yeah. <laughs> we're talking about. But no, yeah, he 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 watches his brother. He roots for him. But um, the rest of football, you know, it just you know he he understands like the basics of it. But as far as you know, any type of X's and O's, anything like that. Yeah. It's, he just I thought for eighty three. I thought that dude was like nineteen. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's the he long needed, he needed runner, a tutorial. So. Ron needed to give him a tutorial. Yeah, what did Ron, he learn? Uh, Ron was the man for the job. <laughs> he did say he responded to one of your um, stories, Brian. He said, "I learned a lot about football." <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, he was, he was a good guy. We hit it off pretty well. So, well, yep. it looked fun, and I'm glad that you guys were in the AC because it would not have been fun out there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Dustin, you're looking a little tan. Ron, you're looking a little tan also. Yeah. yeah, my wife and I were down there till Tuesday. We went down to the Keys and for oh, the you day. Did? Yep, we were all the way down to Key West and had lunch and drove back. It was pretty awesome. Oh my gosh, I love you rode, that. You rode across that seven mile bridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That long bridge, y'all. Yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of, that was what my wife wanted to do. Um, we got down to Marathon, had lunch, and I was like, you know, who cares if we get back at the hotel at like midnight? We might as well go now. So we went all the way mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. To the southernmost continental spot in America. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty badass. Yeah. Well, the funny thing you can see Cuba mm-hmm. too, right? Or is that a myth? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Okay. I mean, it's it's not close, but yeah, you can yeah. see it. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of cool shit there. There's just chickens that walk around like it ain't yeah. no thing. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. My um, my family has a place on Marathon Key. Oh, really? So yeah, I know it very well, and it's it's open in the summer. If you ever want to take a believe trip, we can do that sometime. See, you challenge, you <laughs> say stuff like that. That's what happened when our yeah. friend Wes Johnson said that about Hawaii, and we had that trip. Fuck, or excuse me, we had that trip booked in about a week after yeah. that. So. Well, it can happen. Wow, it's got to pay the cleaning fee. That's that's the rules. <laughs> All right, so twenty four sixteen, the Vikings were triumphant in Miami. Uh, Bryant. Kind of had dual citizenship with both teams, which surprised us a little bit. We thought this was all gung ho Vikes, but no, he played for no, the Dolphins. Was. He was, yeah. No. It just isn't a Dolphin suite every week. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, it's, it's definitely for me, the Vikings. I mean, the Vikings who gave me my opportunity. So when people ask me that, I'm like, well, of course I'm cheering for the Vikings. I mean, yeah. any other time I'll be cheering for, you know, the Dolphins, but Fair when it comes to them head to head, it's the Vikings. One thing that was funny, Sally, was so Wes, myself, my wife, and Ron's wife sat in the front row for most of the time. And I think either the fumble or the Dalvin Cook interception or both, those happen and we like erupt really, like, yeah. And the people that are sitting in the stands like look up. <laughs> They look it up like, like you know, like who the hell are these people? You know? and I'm not oh, used to keeping it quiet when I'm at a game because I go to all the Vikings games, and so yeah, the just dirty looks galore. It was pretty funny. <laughs> and Dustin, yeah. I think my wife learned, uh, like, because I know you've talked about like how like you're in your zone when you're watching the game, like you prefer to just be by yourself. <laughs> I think my wife, like, uh, she saw you in that element, was like. Dustin is really into the game, doesn't he? Like, like, like he, he, I think he said in the past that he couldn't watch a playoff game um, mm-hmm. with anyone, um, like no, if it were a road game or something. No, I wouldn't. For the playoffs, <laughs> the Super Bowl, I wouldn't just have people over because like, I I don't want to have them see that side of me. That's like a, <laughs> seriously, like a fourth grader. Like my emotions swing. I you know jump up and I know it's just <laughs> it's diabolical what happens to me. So it wouldn't expect that though, because you're so level headed and like analytical in the version of you that I see. Yeah. So yeah, I that, would like to but see I feel that. Like that's what a lot of Libras like people see that only one side of a Libra, and then all of a sudden they're like, 
Whoa, I didn't expect that. <laughs> it's the scales. It's the scales. Yeah, that's uh <laughs> That's the, and that's the only oh point of gosh. that's the only point of my life that does it is during in in some uh, LeBron Cavs and Lakers games when the Lakers were good and then the Vikings it's like yeah I just morph for about three hours I morph into a fourth grader with my emotion and I, I don't like punch walls or anything I just get really excited and get really salty when things start to go bad just arms crossed <laughs> and just like this and you guys know the feeling so are you going Lakers game Friday. No. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Bummer. No, I. It, we can get. We could have a show about the Lakers. It's just a nightmare. <laughs> it's just the same shit that happened. It, it felt like the season never ended. Just mm. my goodness. All right, Vikings football. The bye week. I got to ask you, Sally. If this team is to make a trade, we have a general manager who adores trades. Uh, you don't have to necessarily give me a dude, but what position would you would you like them to focus on if they were going to swing a trade? <sighs> Gosh, I haven't even thought about it, but I think um, I'm pretty happy with how the offense has been performing for them other than those like what 11 three and outs. But in general, I am. But the defense, I think we all know needs some work. So um, someone in, in the secondary or helping out with the run defense would be acceptable for me. <laughs> Ron, there's a couple cornerbacks allegedly on the trade market, like Sidney Jones, the fourth, William Jackson, the third, uh, Sean Murphy bunting a slot corner. And then then there's some dudes like on the defensive line, Deron Payne, supposed to be on the block. Would you like to see the team add somebody via trade? Because they'd probably have to dip into 2024 draft capital or use that fifth rounder that's chilling in the 2023rd bank. Well, you know, I mean, Deron Payne's name that would interest me. Uh, just <clears throat> he's one of those guys that I feel like is um, perfect as a three-four defensive end. Um, mm-hmm. Just he's got the size, but he's also got the the athleticism, um, and then can be a, a three technique on passing situations. But yeah, that would be my biggest concern is up front. Um, I mean, obviously Tomlinson's been playing great, and Harrison Phillips has been good, um, and our pass rush is starting to come alive. Patrick Jones had his two sacks. Um, you know, and, and obviously Daniel, we know the talent that he is and Zadarius Smith is making an impact. Um, so I think we're okay there at the linebacking core. Uh, but up getting beefy guys up front would always be good because I don't want to see, <laughs> I don't want to see us giving up seven, eight yards uh, per rush, uh, which it seems like we've been doing. Well, that's getting better that though. Stick with it. It has been. Um, but the, 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 it's not like the Dolphins are, you know, it's not like they pound the rock like you know they they use their speed um and but i'm worried about not saying i'm worried about like the bears per se but how the bears play where they just give (laughs) the ball to right up the middle and they go and a team like that doesn't matter how good they are they would right now they'd be getting it at four or five yards a clip on us and then that's all they need to do so um otherwise i'm happy with the roster we've been able to stay healthy which i think has been key um so if they make a move, I think it'll be more of a luxury than anything else. And I don't see us, you know, going too high on uh, draft capital to pull to swing something. Yeah, the uh, the run defense has improved. But to your point, nobody really even knows who Dolphins running backs are, at least from a fantasy perspective. You never really start them unless you're in a true pinch. So we shall see if they do make any moves. Brian, I had this at the top of my agenda. and I buried the lead. Tell us about your trip to Baltimore. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Oh. It was a great trip. Um, You know, some of those guys I haven't seen since I left. That was my first time actually being back in Baltimore since I left. Wow. Um, But it's funny how, you know, I always hear people talk about, like, the cohesiveness and the locker room and things like that. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And then when I went back, I said, no, this is for real. Like, everybody kind of picked right back up to, like, where they left off, like, far as 
just everything, cracking jokes, just, it was like, almost like as if we never were apart for <laughs> nine to 10 years and just everything would just bring back to the normal. Um, I got a chance to talk to Coach Harbaugh because I said to him, he changed, he changed as a coach and everything. <laughs> I told him he was able to adapt to the new generation. And he was just like, yeah, I have to. We like, <laughs> I couldn't talk to these guys how I talk to you guys because people go to, you know, shutting down and not responding where I can come in and insult you guys and you'll go out there and have a great game afterwards. And I was like, that's crazy. And then even talking to like, um, we had like two, about two players that's still on the team from, from our Super Bowl team. And they were saying how it, it's, it's different too. And, um, Who's the second one? I know Tucker. Tucker, and you have a linebacker. Um, oh, I can't think of his name right now. <laughs> it's a line, he's a linebacker um, that's on the team. He was on our team as well. He actually just came back to Baltimore, but he was is on the team as well. McPhee? Is that what it is? Not McPhee. Um, oh, I'm terrible with names, too. So I, guess I, like, I know everyone's name, but on the spot, I and forget it. His face it. is right here, and I cannot think mm-hmm. his name right now. It was funny to see, like, whenever, like, especially with Harbaugh, like, obviously the relationship you guys have, whenever, like, you were doing a story with him, he had the biggest smile on his face, which you don't see on the sidelines and smiling. Um, but it was, like, anytime, like, the phone came out to record something, he was just smiling. And, uh, uh, he, just uh, that's like, he said, like, you know, when he's seen all of us come walking, um, because we went to their practice on Saturday morning, and he was, like, out here, you know, with his current guy, he looked over at us like, but those are my guys too. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like <laughs> funny to him, like, well, almost like a school teacher, I guess. You know, a school teacher, like their kids mm-hmm. go on and graduate, and then I you, you see a group of them come back. He just like was looking, he just remembered all the different personalities. And uh, but he just knew it was two different time periods. Like this group, I had to be like this with them, and then this group, I'm like this, but it was it was good. I, he, I definitely feel like he was excited. He definitely made an announcement. <laughs> I was like, Bro, you, you look great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, some people gain weight. Some people, you know, some people got a lot smaller, and then some people just Marshall like, Yanda. Like, like when you were next to Marshall Yanda, or like, Marshall. It took me a minute because Marshall had like a big beard. He was heavier, and now he's like clean shaven and everything. And I was like. <laughs> Yeah, he looked just fine. He looked like a wide receiver, not an offensive lineman. Right. <laughs> the weird thing about that, Brian, especially for Harbaugh or any coach who's been around for since 2012, is that there must have been like a point, an inflection point, or a draft class where he's like, "Holy shit, this is different now." You know, because well, no, I asked, I asked that. Oh, question. you did? He okay. said 2017 is when it was different. Oh. For him, he said 2017. Oh, really? Yeah, and then you guess you have to decide if you're just gonna be Zimmerish and stick to your guns, or and that's what I told him. I said you did a great job adapting, you know, making the change you needed to make as a coach to be able to now kind of fit in with this, you know, group of guys who is just is a different set of guys, different way you have to go about coaching and everything. So he he was able to make that adjustment. Yeah, amen to that. That's interesting because I would think it'd be more of a gradual change. But it sounds like he said just he one said, day yeah, it was like, different. I said, what year did you realize the change? He's like, 2017. He's like, mm-hmm. that's just like, oh, this is different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's right in the middle of 2012 and 2022 mathematically. So perhaps yeah. it was just uh, right. just a new wave or whatever. All so, right, I wonder, was, that, uh, did, was that when Terrell Suggs, was that his last year in Baltimore? And I wonder if that. It might have been like, around that time or a little before kind of, that. Okay. 
yeah. it's kind of like a turn of the page if that's the case because obviously your team had a lot of big personalities you know with ed reed ray lewis you know terrell ray Sons, Rice. You know, i realized yeah. that weekend again yeah so it fun. yeah i'm sure as a coach like not that you're turning the page in a bad way to get away from that but you can kind of do it in your own way now with the younger generation like, younger um, guys with our group that you, you like you could tell who the leaders are and i feel like sometimes when i watch the, these this the generation now I can't tell who the leader is you know what I'm saying like um you can just tell who or who else step and be leaders out there I just still don't really know who the leader is like when I watched their practice I stood in I just seen a group of guys and I feel like that's what makes it a little different where it seemed like it's a group of guys out there playing football and I feel like with us it was a team playing football. You know what I mean? Because everybody were close. And I, and I realized even when I did my podcast for the Canes tonight, it seems like it's a bunch of individuals. They said something about about the quarterback saying, oh, well, get these receivers and y'all do y'all on 707 on Saturdays because we can't coach. And the quarterback's like, well, I don't have everybody's number. And it's like, what? <laughs> number. Like, <laughs> but our generation, like, you, you, you want to get every, like your quarterbacks want to have everybody's number or be able to get it. You shouldn't have to ask a coach. So that's why I say like, it seems like a little more individuals now mm-hmm. than it was, you know, when I was coming up. I feel like it was definitely more team, but now it seems a little more individuals that play on the team. Yeah. Do so you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Like no, it makes a lot of sense. Out. Yeah. Like a lot of us hung out in Minnesota, Baltimore, even when I was in college, a lot of us hung out outside of work, you know? Um, and whether, whatever, whatever we were doing, going to basketball games, nightclubs, whatever we were doing, we hung out outside of work still. And still build a camaraderie where I feel like a lot of people do a lot more of their own individual things um, once they leave work. Like they come to work and they kind of just treat it as work as work. And now when I go home, I don't really have to deal with everybody else, you know? <laughs> well, I think that has a lot to do with social media and how that's evolved. It because does. Now everyone want, has their own brand. They want to be their right. own, like their own individual self. Like, even if you look at a lot of guys, Instagrams, they don't have team pictures on there. It's all pictures of themselves themselves. and their cars or their whatever. And I just think everyone's trying to make a personal brand. One thing, one thing I was always told, I think this is by um, coach Loney. He was, he was the offensive offensive line coach. You have five individuals. When you put them together and make a fist, it's not stronger than these five individuals. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you got to start coming together. That's, that's more of an impact. So even with those individuals, with their brands, if you start aligning yourselves with each other and promoting each other and everything, y'all are still, like, reaching more people. So they have to understand that. Right. Absolutely. But I think just we grow up now. I don't mean just football players, just in general. Just everyone, in general, yeah. Everyone grows up on the Internet, so people don't really learn how to communicate and have those big groups of friends like we do. Right. Know? I don't know. But yeah, and that it's is like they how po- it is. They, po- they post like all these things on social media. It looks fun, but then they get in person. It's like, you're not really that exciting. Your but there's nothing. <laughs> they can't hold you a can conversation. Look for these little Twenty second windows, but then it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's like and no with, substance. Uh, like yeah, and this could be a perfect segue into this weekend with Kyler Murray. But like they they play video games. Like you know, and, you know, I like <laughs> to play video games myself. But they they go and that's their social aspect. So the face to face communication, like they don't have that. You know, like of the going out. It's we're gonna go home play video games and. Like I said, the segue with Kyler Murray and uh, on days where modern warfare like has 
something going on. He struggles that week. So good thing Modern Warfare <laughs> Call of Duty comes out this weekend for him. So Jeez, yeah. In- indeed, the uh, Vikings play those Cardinals who are three and four. And we're not sure which version we'll get. The the Moody Murray mediocre team or the team <clears throat> that we saw last year that you know beat the Vikings by point. So Sally, how are you feeling about this Cardinals game? Tell me your tell me your meter. You know, honestly, I mean, I don't I don't feel bad about it. I think again, um, the Vikings in general, we're still learning a lot about them. It's been six interesting six games that have been all really different, um, but they found a way to win five of those. So I'm not necessarily worried about it. I, this is like the first time ever that I haven't felt like the Vikings are going to be sloppy after a bye right away. I guess we'll see. Um, but I, I, I do think that they're kind of the, the Cardinals are just self-destructing and that's kind of how you want them. Right especially at U.S. Bank Stadium where it's going to be really loud. Um, it seems like a lot of people are going because the ticket prices are way more expensive than they normally are. Mm-hmm. So I think people are fired up and um, the Cardinals are going to have to deal with that. So Ron, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is back because of course he is like a week week or two before the Vikings game. Um, if this thing was in Arizona, I would probably pick the Cardinals. But uh, like Sally, it sounds like uh, I'm leaning towards the Vikings just because they'll have home field advantage. But we're kind of at a point at five and one, you know, knock on wood for 2016 history. Like we keep asking, you know, was this too many good? If they get to six and one or seven and one, you know, that question doesn't even really matter anymore because they've stacked enough wins. Even if they lose this week, it's not, you know, on the Internet, it will be, oh, my God, they were good to be with. But they'd only be five and two, which is no reason to panic. So, Ron, where are you at with this game? You know, I think <clears throat> I think this bye week, it, well, one, we'll learn a lot about Kevin O'Connell. And I think from what we've seen from him the first, um, first six games, um, I think they're going to come out and they're going to be prepared. I don't think you're going to see that wh- whatever it was in, in spurts over the past few years where like, they come out and just look dull. Like the mm-hmm. I know the whatever fat cats get slaughtered like that was whatever a couple years ago then they come out and lay an egg um but i think him being a new coach um wanting to put his stamp on things i think he has a good grasp of his relationship with his players and it seems like that again we've talked about it a lot here we've heard everything where the environment is just different and i think that's gonna um be a huge factor um again when we're at home now it does scare me the the legs of Kyler Murray, but I think overall, um, you know, outside of Hopkins, they don't really have many weapons on offense. Um, I mean, the vaunted AJ Green maybe traded to the Packers, you know, and which uh, ten years ago would have been scary, but uh, <laughs> otherwise, losing Marquise Brown, um, you know, Rondell Moore, I know I had that big one against us last year, but I think we're in a better spot. Uh, Booth is healthy. Um, our injury report is practically clean. So mm-hmm. um, you can't ask for more coming out of a bye home home game, um, being the better team and being healthy. Bryant, from your playing days, um, no matter which team, Vikings, Ravens, or Dolphins, do you have memories of rust after a bye week or refreshed after a bye week? I feel like I'm normally refreshed because, like, you, you may hang out a little bit, but your your body is not like a lot of wear and tear on your body though, for the most part. So it should be like a little refreshed. I feel like that week of practice though is you're getting like a little of the rust out because <laughs> you're not as active. 
so like having a week off of not like really working out, it's like you're getting a rush out them, you know, that Wednesday and Thursday, but then come Friday, you should be right back into it and ready to be a little more physical this next game because you should have healed from you had more time to heal from you know the other game, you know, instead of one week you had two weeks now of not no contact or anything. So you should it should be they should be ready to play physical. Well, Lake Minnetonka is known for being refreshing. So <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> I was wondering what you were smiling about, but it makes sense now. <laughs> um, but speaking of bye week, there was a while there where the Vikings were always finding themselves in a bit of trouble on bye week, and we do have one person in trouble right now. Do we have any updates on that situation? Yeah, his. Uh, did you read the statement from his lawyer? No, I haven't checked in today. So for listeners who maybe aren't quite as obsessed with this like we are, uh, Ole Udo evidently stayed in Miami or flew back there and was arrested Saturday night for resisting an officer without arrest. He allegedly was talking to some woman and like followed her or tried to follow her into a bathroom. And so he was arrested today. His lawyer. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Of course, it, that said it was categorically false and that the woman like even is vouching for him and said, no, we exchanged phone numbers like this dude didn't do anything odd. So I don't know if he was. Oh, just, OK, I don't know if he was drunk and just didn't want to be touched by security guards or police. But like, you know, who could blame Got him? it? Okay. Uh, so I think yeah. it'll kind of blow over. Cool. And the resisting arrest was just it was resisting arrest without violence. So that just could mean that he's walking away like, yeah. you know, it's and if you're as big of a man as he is, like how as a cop are you going to? Like, it's probably good that the cop didn't engage with him because um, then who knows, then stories get uh, disheveled. But, yeah, like when I saw the news today that uh, that she basically said, nope, that didn't happen. Like, <laughs> whatever, whether she embellished on the spot or whether someone else did on her be- behalf, it's good that it's at least a no no big deal. No, nothing. Yeah, And he's still on the team. So <laughs> if it was something, if there was smoke there, or fire there, then he may have been cut with the, the culture this regime tries to preach. So I, th- I think the charges will be dropped, but that's just speculation from wh- how emphatic the attorney was um, on the, here's one thing I was thinking about. I'll start with you, Sally. So the, the Vikings are five and one and the giants are six and one. And I think the past couple of weeks we've been trying to figure out if the giants were frauds. And once they beat the Jaguars, now they're six and one and it kind of dawned on me for them. I don't think anybody thinks the giants are Super Bowl contenders. So it doesn't really matter if they're frauds. They have enough of a, you know, lead that they're right. probably going to be a wild card playoff team. But for the Vikings, we don't know if we have them pegged as a, just a playoff team or Super Bowl team. So here's what I, I want to ask you. Do they need at least two games of home field advantage to be considered a Super Bowl contender? Can you see them being road warriors? Oh gosh, two games. I, I have, they ever had two games, I guess 1998. Right. But since then, no, um, they need at least one. I don't know about two, but they need at least one. Obviously, whoever wh- I can't believe we're even talking about this right now. Why? I was about to say I can't see the NFC Championship. <laughs> oh. No, I'm not talking about that right now. <laughs> I, I would be great to see them get at least one because it's been a long time since that's happened. 
well, 2017, but um, they need that for sure. But it, what a blessing it is that the Packers are so far behind um, and kind of the rest of the NFC other than the East too. So it should be a lot more obtainable than it has been in years past. Ron, if the Vikings hold on to this two and a half game lead over the Packers, they would host, probably host a playoff game in the wild card round and then get a second one at home, assuming they won. And then if the if the Eagles were still on top, then either go there or hope that they lose. Do you think that the Vikings need to have some semblance of home field advantage throughout to get to the Super Bowl? Or is this just my old road demons talking out loud here? You know, I don't think they need it. Um, I think obviously it'll help. And if we have to go to Philly, that would be the worst goddamn thing out there. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, it, imagine <clears throat> championship game in Philly. <clears throat> I wouldn't be there. Um, I wouldn't. But then also the stories from last time, there would be even less fan support, I would assume, that goes out there. Um, so, but, you know, really, realistically, I mean, I don't even know what other team could or really would overtake for it because the Giants, yes, and the Cowboys are there, but they're in the East. So it has to be in the South or the West. Um, and the Niners are, aren't looking like a complete team in Tampa. Um, so, you know, knock on wood, I think we will, you know, if, if we do our job, we'll finish it with that two seed. Um, but, you know, you'll have to hope for some Eagles losses along the way. But, uh, um, you know, at, at this point, it doesn't matter if it's home or away. Um, I, I don't think I think they've matured enough um, to start this season and will continue to um, to build off of that where I think they'll be able to at least handle some things i don't know if they i'm not predicting a super bowl but um they won't be overmatched it won't be 41 donut um i really Brian don't like talking about this <laughs> I, I don't we have 11 more games i don't think I know, it's really it's appropriate <laughs> to talk about this right now um 2016 what, obviously is what would the record in your need rear to be, view what would the record need to be for you to start thinking about home field advantage in the playoffs I mean, I'm not going to act like it hasn't crossed my mind uh, frequently, but I just think we need to pump the brakes. We maybe we should talk about you know this week a little bit more, or the following week, or the pack. What's going on with the Packers? Or I don't know. It just seems very premature. I think. Well, Bryant's Super Bowl winning team won two road games en route to to the yeah. win over the four. I think they won. Was it? Uh, I know the AFC Championship was in New England, and the week before that, you beat Denver, the number one and two seeds. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't forget that. All right, all right, well, and, let's, um, Tom Brady. Yeah. Let's <laughs> not forget that at halftime we have Jared Allen's um, Ring of Honor induction ceremony. Oh yes, and I would like to know what what time Bryant is flying in for that. <laughs> Uh, that's this that's this Sunday. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like I've been on the road <laughs> so much lately. Sir, this should be a priority for you. I know. Um I bet so I many go people. back out of town again the following weekend for Michael Orr's wedding. Um <laughs> I was looking to come to Minnesota. I want to say Dallas game. Mm, that's the game ron's going to yeah well, well uh, <laughs> yeah. brian's gonna have a few weeks off of talking to him so that'll be appropriate <laughs> no i'm just kidding but yeah so that's gonna be great i bet a lot of uh people a lot of guys are gonna be in town for that i'm sure yeah except for brian <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well he's a road he, he did his own his own reunion sally come on this was last well, that's week. a that's appropriate of course he should do that but yeah. 
Um, anyways, that's all I let's talk. Had to add. You 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 asked for it. We'll deliver. Let's talk about those Packers who've lost three games in a row to the Giants, Jets, and Commanders. Commanders the most embarrassing because the mm-hmm. other New York teams now are apparently are decent. Can I tell you what's funny about that? Yeah, yeah. please do. The NFL players choir sang the um, national anthem in the game. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know. So I, I couldn't like, be there because I was in Baltimore. I was right up the road in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. Your schedule is filling up. I know, yeah. right? A lot of conflicting things <laughs> going on. Busy. <laughs> and it's Scorpio season now, too. And... It is. <laughs> Shelly's birthday, birthday season. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll Ooh. have to get Shelly on here. Yeah, it's been about a year. My goodness. Uh-huh. Uh, um, so, Sally, but, yeah, these yeah. Packers. So, we can't talk about home field advantage. We can talk about the Packers' demise. <laughs> Do you think it's for real? Do you think it's going to keep going or will they have a resurgence here? Well, I mean, my, I feel like it is for real and they are having a lot of inner turmoil and self-destruction. However, we had this conversation, what, over a year ago and I said the same thing and I was incorrect. So I do think that they, it's possible they can turn it around, but it's obvious that ayahuasca did not do anything for Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> and his attitude is so, it's just, so, well, I was going to say it was bad, but then he came out in the press conference and said that they're going to beat Buffalo on Sunday night, and it's going to, it's the best thing for them that they're in this position. I guess we'll see, but I don't think it's going to happen, and at this point, I'm not really worried about them catching the Vikings because their schedule is so much more difficult mm-hmm. going forward. I don't they think lost you ever, to the teams so, they should have won. I don't think you um, ever poo-pooed the Packers. I think we both were wrong about Rodgers leaving last offseason 2021 and then we were gleeful when they got their asses beaten week one in 2021, but I don't think either one of us ever were like, oh, they're done. No, not that they were done, but I thought that this chaos that we're seeing coming out now between LaFleur and him and the things that seemed like they were fundamentally broken from our perspective, I th- those are the same things that are coming out now, right? So I they obviously mended it for a little while, so it's possible again. So, Ron, the three and four Packers, I don't think, I think I tweeted this on Sunday. Like, I don't think anybody doubts that they have the, you know, the oomph to get back in the race. But they have seven games against the Dolphins, the Bills, the Rams, I think the Rams Cowboys, Cowboys, Vikings. Uh, They have like uh, seven games against opponents that make you raise your eyebrow. So that's the problem now. And that's the deal when you dig a three, four hole. Do you think um, that A, they'll end up catching the Vikings for the division? Or be a wild card? Um, I don't see them catching the Vikings. Um, and at this point, I I would say I lean more that they're not making the playoffs than they are. Um, I mean, things are starting to just fall apart. I mean, it's it's almost like Rogers' second family at this point. But uh, um, he like. He, he throws everyone under the bus. He will never take blame for anything. He Even when he went on um, with Pat McAfee yesterday and said, there's some young guys out there whose heads aren't in the game and they should probably get benched. You don't say that as a quarterback. I mean, you look at Matt Ryan and the class he acted um, after getting benched for a sixth round um, second year player. Like, and he was like, now it's my job. My job is focused to now making him be the best player ever. Rodgers, if Rodgers were to ever get benched, what he's walking his ass off the field. He's going Antonio Brown on it. And he, I, it's, I know, again, I'm not saying it's all his fault because I, I feel like in a way he's been mistreated by the organization because he's gotten no help. And I get it. The frustration would build. But, man, it, it, there's a lot of 
him in everything where when things go wrong, it's him. He's throwing people under the bus. He's saying things that as if you're the leader, you shouldn't. Um, and I think, you know, he, he looks like he's aging 20 years for every day. Um, I guess, I don't know if it's the hairstyle, the, the gray beard, which I'm all too familiar with. Uh, but man, I do not see it going well. Um, like the rest of the year. And then they're going to get their asses kicked likely on Sunday. Um, and then what are they going to do at that point? So, um, I mean, you really hate to see it, I guess, as a Vikings fan, but <laughs> no, you, you don't. This is a, this is the best. The funny part <clears throat> coming off three wins in a row, the last one in Washington is that I would challenge you to script a tougher matchup to try to get right than mm-hmm. going to Buffalo right now. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe a case could be made for KC. Uh, Eagles probably isn't as bad because it's NFC and like, you know, rival or tradition or whatever. But yeah, it's like, you know, who's up next? Oh, it's the Super Bowl, you know, aspiration bills. And it's off of a bye week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's scripted for them to be three and five. But I suppose but anybody- to me, he's got to he, he can't be salty about not getting the help and all that because he signed up for this again. Exactly. So he only has himself to blame at this point. He could be playing somewhere else. So he has to take some sort of accountability but he's such a hypocrite because he goes out there last week and says we better not have any locker room leaks to the press this week everyone needs to keep it in-house and then he goes out there in national media and bashes the same guys you can't build any trust with people when you do when you act like that like the rules don't apply to you it doesn't matter that he's Aaron Rodgers right like he's got to lead by example if he wants people to trust him and I want to point and out, whole, as well, like, he's just not playing very good. Like, he isn't the Rodgers from the last two years. He looks right. not good. And then the whole, like, you know, there's that section of Packer fans will that will always point to, like, refereeing or something, as if they're not the beneficiary of so many calls in so many different games through over the years. And um, it's hilarious to, to look at that. But uh, and sorry, my favorite part is reading through your tweets about listening to their, oh, yeah. their wine line or whatever. And, uh, I haven't <laughs> actually, they haven't, none of them that I've heard have complained about the referees at all in my research. Uh, it's bad. Yes. Just random things I see, I guess. So yeah, it was, I mean, it was that Carl, is Carl Gerbschmidt. <laughs> He said that oh, yeah. if you don't think well, he's a character, he's not yeah. a real person. Oh, he's not a real person. I <laughs> no. didn't know that. Oh, I thought no, he was a real guy. No, most people think he is. Oh shit, I shouldn't have said that. But he's not a real person. <laughs> uh, to edit that out. I don't want to yeah. get <laughs> all right. Uh Bryant, what do you got for uh prediction Vikings, Cardinals, and Minneapolis? I feel like the um I feel like the, I feel like we'll pull this off. Um I can see it's being um like 27-14 game. Oh, okay. So somewhat convincing. I have I, I did soul searching on this one. I, I didn't feel great about it, but I ended up just going with the home team. 30 to 23. Sally, you're immune to score predictions. But I want to do a score this oh, time. Oh, you do? Okay. You, uh-huh, you I had one. Well, this is what a week um, off did for you. <laughs> so I think it is gonna be close how they all have been, but um that's not a Vikings exclusive thing. I was also going to say 27. To, um, and I was going to say 27, 23. So we're very close. Ooh, okay. All right, Ron, what do you, what do you got? I'm guessing it sounds like you're going purple. Yep. Um, so I think it will be a little bit closer. Um, and I think it'll be a little more high scoring. I think, um, now they're not going to score two defensive touchdowns like they did last week, um, against, I don't even remember who they played, but, uh, um, Saints. I, I, 
think it okay. Um I think it'll be about like a 30 31 27 type game. Um I think again just the looking at the health of our squad um coming home after a bye. Um I think they're going to start to see some things click. Um I know that first half Miami was a little brutal but uh um you know, whether that was the heat or not, um, I think they'll come home and they'll put up, put some points on the board. Uh, but I do see the Cardinals, um, you know, keeping pace at least for the most of it. So, um, hopefully we have it in hand and it's a late score for them and not, uh, us <laughs> having to sweat it out, but I'll take a win either way. Yeah. And re- you'll recall when we were at that Miami place, I think it was called Duffy's Ron after, after the Vikings game. Duffy's, yeah. yeah. The, uh, C- Seahawks, beat the Cardinals 19 to nine. <clears throat> so yep. that factored into my decision-making like, God, they can only put nine points up on the Seahawks. I know Hopkins is back, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, we'll see if we'll be six and one. All right, group. We'll be back on Monday night after Bengals Browns to digest this one. Uh, any closing arguments from the group? Nope. Just see you Sunday. Can't wait. Absolutely. All right, Bryant, <laughs> Ron, we'll see you. Well, we'll talk to you on Monday evening. Okay. Sounds good. All right, later. All right, have a good one. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.